everyone welcome back to Devon after dark this is episode 33 and i know what you're wondering where have i been why haven't i made a podcast (laughs) (laughs) where have i been anyways this is episode 33 of the Devon after dark podcast hosted by kylie (laughs) my my lover She's going to ask me some questions today. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know what the questions are, but this is going to be like a therapy session, so let's have fun. (laughs) Today I'll be interviewing Devin, so we can ask him the juicy questions that we've all been wondering. So we'll just get started. Uh... What have you been up to lately? What have what's your biggest point of focus been lately? Quite honestly, it's just been work and our relationship. I've been focusing on my career and I've not gotten into my creative abilities with, you know, expressing myself and just uh, I just want to be the best man I could be for you. So <laughs> I've been working, starting off the career, and um, focusing on our relationship and keeping my relationships tight with my family. Yeah, just a quick side snippet. You, Devin, has been killing it at work lately, and this was not planned. He didn't know I was going to say this, but he really has just been grinding day in, day out with work, getting work promotions, and recognized within the company by his area directors and higher-ups and yeah you've just been absolutely dominating in work very proud thank you baby you know how i do yeah i just i just do what i gotta do yes (laughs) uh so getting more real where have you really been and why haven't you really made a podcast like i have people ask me that know you when's (laughs) Devin gonna make the next podcast like why haven't you made one it's a great question. I'm here to give you the the real answer. So, by the way, before before I get in this answer, I just want to say I had no idea these were the questions. Again, <laughs> I was struggling with a lot of self doubt again. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I was just making excuses for myself and talking myself out of being creative again. Mm-hmm. Because I was so focused on other things. So I used that as a, as a crutch as, oh, I can't record a podcast or put out content because I'm so busy doing my work and focusing on my career. I became very narrow focused on it. And it honestly was eating at me for a while. Mm-hmm. And eventually, the longer you prolong your those thoughts with yourself you start to forget about it but I never forgot about it I just wasn't executing on anything so where I've been I have been all over the place I've been working career-wise I work in property management so work for a company that basically my role is to lease apartments 
and market apartments. And I've been doing very great with that. Mm-hmm. I've been to multiple communities in Metro Detroit. And right now I'm stationed in my hometown of Clinton Township. And it was an adjustment for the last eight months. So I can get into more detail later. But that's that's something that was really just I needed to I needed to block out everything else in my life. On to that do. note, with this is another side question, nothing that I had actually written down to ask, but um, with working in uh, in your hometown right now, can you tell us? I personally know, but can you tell the rest of whoever listens, like what that has actually been like for the last eight months and the toll it has taken on you, and that definitely is a playing factor into why you've been so drained and not wanting to pour into yourself really with doing something like this? Absolutely. So that's a great question. Honestly, it feels like I'm going backwards a little bit. Like for the longest time when I was, when I first started doing that, I felt like I was going backwards. I didn't want to go back home Mm -hmm. to the home base and do that and work on those things where I already felt like I'm done with this already mm-hmm. and being there I started to actually get a different perspective again I had a brand new perspective of what I was fearful and scared of initially to get into when I was in my community mm-hmm. there and now I get to see the real nitty-gritty of what actually happens yeah. around the hometown and I think that's it's kind of a it's a blessing once you start to realize it it's just like eye-opening it's very eye-opening because i was i wasn't hesitant to take on the role but in my in my whole entire being and my in my consciousness i was like i don't want to go back home but it did and i always say things work out for a reason like the universe has got you like you don't have to don't worry so much like you put good out and good will come back to you you ended up absolutely killing it like top closers for what how many weeks i've made it 10 times yeah 10 times and you got nominated for salesperson leasing person of the year like And it's crazy, and I think this is a good, like, point to make, that even though when sometimes life takes a turn and you think you're going backwards and you're battling with yourself of, I don't want to go back, like, this is a step down from what I think I should be doing, sometimes just going into it and having just a good heart, good expectations, trying to just every day do your best, it ends up working out for you tenfold than... Mm-hmm. than where you could have been exactly i had to go back and learn some more lessons that i didn't learn before yeah absolutely. and i think i think that's part of the journey is going back and learning more than what i thought i already knew about yeah my my journey in certain places and you know when i was younger i would always say i'm done with this place i want to move here mm-hmm. i want to get out of here yeah and I took on the role of going back there mm-hmm. without hesitation, but in my mind, I never processed it. Yeah. So when I got there, I was overwhelmed. I was closed off, fearful, but at the end of the day, with all the accomplishments and everything that I've done, 
so far it's made me realize that I needed to go back. Yeah, you were brought there and make for that a happen. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so sidelining off all of this and explaining why you haven't been present, how have you really been doing, like mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally? Like, how have you really been on the inside? I've been good, but that's what everybody says. I've been good. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, no, you have to be real. <laughs> I'm being real. It's like going into the real. So, you know, everybody has their days. Mm. I certainly have my days every single day, but it's all about how I overcome those days. So for me, you know, I struggle with anxiety, depression, just to name it and put it out there. So I have my days where I have to overcome those things along with what else I have to focus on. Mm-hmm. So spiritually, I've, very, I've, I've always had the feeling in my heart to be faithful and always persevere and put my faith in, in God and everything that's going on in the, in the universe and what I'm putting in in terms of energy. Mm-hmm. But I have lost sight of who I think I am, which is also good. It gives you room to rebuild from there because you can't just stay stagnant. The same person that you were when you were 21, 22, a year ago even. Exactly. So what I mean by that, what you just said is perfect. You're never going to be the same person every year, every time. And if you are, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're not growing and you're not being the best version of yourself. So you have to embrace your struggles, embrace anything that's going on internally in your situation and try to make it better and work towards a, a further goal. So what I've been doing to process myself, you know, eventually with how I'm doing and stuff, no matter if I'm having a terrible day I'm feeling down. I'm feeling anxious. Um, I realize that there's a higher goal, and it's okay if you don't know what that goal is. Mm-hmm. You just have to. You just have to reframe your mind to think, yes, there's something better that's going to come out of this. Mm-hmm. And if I do that, I can persevere, and I'll realize it tenfold. For example, I go in head on on anything that is presented to me that I think is going to make me better. Mm-hmm. So. I don't even think about my feelings at that point, which is bad. I don't think about how I feel about those things, but everybody around me sees how I'm adjusting to those things. And eventually, once the the curtain closes, you know, you could see you could see that growth in yourself and it's an accomplishment for you. Mm-hmm. And you could put that notch on your belt. Yeah, absolutely. Um has your biggest focus, which you said work, altered those different states, like your mental, your physical, your emotional, your spiritual? Yes, 100%. <laughs> so I've gone through phases physically, I've gone through phases mentally, and I've gone through phases spiritually. So physically, you know, I love to work out um, with this focus being changed. I dropped off on my workout routine quite a few times in the past eight months. 
you know, I would go in headstrong three days a week, burn myself out, stop, go back a week and a half later, Mm -hmm. work out again. And that's okay because I kept trying, you know, Um, but I know that I have an ability to stay more physical. Mm-hmm. And then with mental, my mental health struggles every day. Yeah. Every like, single day. Every hour, every minute, every second of the day. But I embrace it. Yeah. I I know that there's things that are that could be better. I know that things are off, but I know what my heart is and I I lead with my heart mm-hmm. and I lead with my goals in mind of being a better better me for myself, you, my family, and everybody that I love. So the mental health, I put, I put a lot of burdens on myself. So it's every day. It's an everyday struggle. You know? I think a good point to make there too is I think sometimes people think they're very alone with their mental health struggles and or no one understands how I'm feeling, no one gets it, like, and you get so wrapped up in, and almost like, a, I'm not pity party, but I can't think of a nicer way to really say it where you just feel like no one gets it, like, but mm-hmm. everyone struggles, like, every, you know, I have my days, like, everyone has their days, and, and even, even if they're every day, but it's important to not burden the people around you with it and that's not saying like to not open up about it or to not talk to someone about it but to not lash out and and take it out on everyone else around you um facts yeah absolutely it's your responsibility to figure out solutions of okay so i know that i have anxiety or i know i have depression or i know i have x y and z what can i do within my power and control to try to change that and that's where I do give you a lot of credit of course everyone has their ups and downs but for you how you're just talking about like the workout routine and and I live with you I see you every single day like um in the past month since we got back from vacation um you've really flipped a switch uh we've had a couple conversations and from there you really like just flipped where it was okay I know going to work out after work and going to this specific location is not working for me like it's not in the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing and expect a different result so you went back to base one and was like okay well working out after work and and just getting up and going straight to work and not doing something for myself to start my day to fill my own self up isn't working anymore let's reevaluate so you and I went and got different gym memberships. That way we could go in the morning because we know that works for us to get that release. And then coming home and right now doing the emails where you're sending emails out and trying to impact people positively via email that way right now. Um, and coming home and working on your website and looking at the logistics and analytics of it. Like just switching up that routine and recognizing like I can't just keep doing the same thing, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And truthfully, it's something that I, I I crave every once in a while. You know, I need to switch things up. But yes, I got so adjusted to staying on to the same thing for so long that I thought that I couldn't get out. I buried myself. Yeah. So once we had that release of going away for a while, I, I realized that I needed to come back a better me 
and a better to make a better us. So I knew that I needed to make some changes in my routine. I needed to start focusing more on my physical and mental health and start actually tapping into that mental part of myself that wants me to start executing things yes. for creative. So with this, with the email list was the first thing that really just was, to be honest, it, it was just a way for me to start building my confidence again and doing something like this. Yes. There are so many times since the course that I haven't recorded a podcast that I attempted to try to do it, but mm-hmm. it just didn't feel right. I would just fizzle out and I would get... I'd beat myself up because I couldn't, I couldn't speak about what I was trying to even talk about, and I couldn't even think anymore. I was paralyzed by my own thoughts to even express it. Yeah. So, with that, it it gave me a nice break to start internalizing these things and 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 work on myself to like build some more momentum. The same way that I do it with, you know, my career and. Uh, what I focus on on a daily basis so yeah I think it's it's given a a, a good release as well for I mean you know I'm a huge advocate for journaling and getting your thoughts out otherwise you just sit with them like write them out talk them out however you get them out get them out and last night I believe it was was a perfect example where you asked me to look over this email that you have and it's not the one that you sent so this is a little like Mm -hmm. tease if you will of what could potentially come out and it was really long and you were like I just so you know it is really long and that doesn't bother me or anything like that and it was just good to see like you unpacking these thoughts and these and these emotions that you had on past experiences that you had them happen to you but you kind of just glaze over them and move right on because you have to get back up and and back on you know, your grind, your daily routine and everything. So it is very helpful to like actually, okay, let me just think back to what happened. What am I not? Like, what am I covering up and in getting them out? Exactly. It was more, it was like a therapeutic healing for me to even just bring what I was even talking about up. Yeah. And the craziest part about it is I started feeling a different mental stimulation about even expressing that stuff i started thinking about it for real and processing it yeah which i never really processed i may have in the moment and realized it right but But it's just something that i that i buried yeah but it's like bringing it back to life and just thinking about you know maybe this is an experience that i should share Mm -hmm. and it's something that's gonna be happening with a lot of different things yeah so um on that note so with how you're doing like mentally, spiritually, and, and um, just overall as a human, how do you, or what are your morals and beliefs that kind of, or your faith that sets the tone, like a, a code that you live by, if you will? Ooh, that's a very deep, intricate question. I have so many answers to that. <laughs> My first thought is everybody has a purpose. Mm-hmm. It's up to you to find what your purpose is. You don't have to search neck and neck for it, but you have to find it over time. It's a journey. It's not going to be something that's instant for you. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to put belief in yourself and find out what your values are. Um, I'm very ethical. I love everybody. Um, you know, I have a side of me that doesn't doesn't mess with certain people because of 
how they treated me or how they go against their values. I'm very moral and I'm straight to the point in how I feel about certain people. (laughs) But I got love for everybody because I genuinely want everybody to find their purpose and find their happiness. Mm -hmm. So... Do you think that comes from a place of you not feeling like you had that same support to find like your purpose and you didn't feel that same acceptance if you will because side note if you don't know Devin personally he really is like the nicest guy and everyone around me in my own personal life who knows him as well comments on how nice and accepting he is and that's one of the main things that like made me fall in love with you which I've told you a plethora of times but yes absolutely the thing is i've always been that way because of how i was raised by my parents Mm -hmm. but i didn't recognize it until shit started hitting the fan for me excuse my french shit started hitting the (laughs) fan for me as a kid and i realized that i was going through a lot of struggles and doing a lot of bad things to get through those but i was still Everything was all service level. Like, I hide, I hit a lot of shit. Yeah. Like, f- quite honestly, from 13 to 21, I hit a lot of shit about myself. I mean, you almost, not that you have to, but especially when you're in middle school and high school, like, those are some of the roughest years to try to be going through mm-hmm. things personally at home with, like, parents or grandparents or whatever the situation is because kids are ruthless. Like, Mm -hmm. high school and middle school kids are absolutely ruthless with what they'll say and and how they judge you and things like that it's almost like you have to put on a facade that everything's good uh, because you don't want to be the next target of ridicules and and nasty comments and being made fun of exactly so that facade was too long I play I played too long of a facade and I realized how empty I was inside and I needed to reevaluate and that's when I became obsessed with working on my image with bodybuilding and trying to build muscle to look better so that I could make up for my mental health. Mm-hmm. But it took a turn when I realized, you know, I'm not really I'm not really into this like that. So my mental health really deteriorated a so many times but i've always realized like everybody deals with that and it's not to dismiss my feelings or dismiss anybody's feelings i'm feeling that way you just have to be able to adjust yourself to realize that everybody has their struggles and that's why i treat people with kindness and respect until they prove me otherwise because I do, I do truly want what's best for people. Because you don't know. Like, you can meet somebody new and you don't even know what battle they're dealing with. Absolutely. And it's like, from the front, like, you could always focus on the but main thing I've always was principal on is if you could express yourself as a positive and good person, it's going to radiate to people that need that. And the people that don't, you know, maybe maybe you get a little upset about it, but at the end of the day, maybe they remember you. Right. And if they remember you, they may be able to start yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah, you truly never know what someone else is going through because that facade that we just touched on, everyone puts up a facade. You do, I do, like 
everyone puts up a facade when they go out in public and, and interact with people on a very surface level type of interaction. Um, and that's why, and that's something that you have taught me a lot is like, there's no reason to be hard and tough and, and, and rude on the outside to try to like protect yourself internally. Instead, why don't you recognize that everyone has something that they're going through and treating them with kindness and respect and, and giving always giving the benefit of the doubt, never judging. That is something too that you have completely changed my perspective on is to never judge someone ever because they could be a product of their environment or they could be a product of their experiences that they've gone through and and yeah just always being kind respectful and you just really never know like today I had a conversation with someone where they were just uh, trying to talk to the owner and um, he was basically just telling me about this car accident that he had gotten in in 2019 and it was 3 a.m. he was driving home from the hospital his grandmother had just passed away like 45 minutes earlier it's 3 a.m. he's driving back home he's over on Metropolitan um, and a drunk driver and a cop are in a high-speed chase. Neither of them have their lights on. And the drunk driver sideswipes this man. And the drunk driver, and he was going so fast, he said, that his head just completely, like, just got chopped off, basically, when he hit Eric, this guy named Eric. Um, and he was just telling me this incredible story of how he literally knew he had to fight, like, for his life. And and get out of this car because the police weren't helping him at the time and this is not a bash police thing it's just how the story went uh, the police weren't helping him um, he's a bigger guy they didn't think they could pull him out so he had to basically like having a fractured pelvis like in half and all these different ailments going on pull himself out of his car and all that good stuff point being you don't know what people go through so he comes into the gym and he he's a heavier set guy and and he, you know, he does some funky type of workouts, but it's because he's in physical therapy, trying to relearn how to use his body. The whole point being, like, you should never judge anyone based on a brief, quick, 30-second, one-minute observation or interaction you have with them, because you don't know, you yeah. know? You don't know. Exactly. That's an incredible story. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good way to relate it. Mm. Um with judgment, it's something that's instinctive in our human thought process. It's yeah. something that you have to let go and overcome. It's it's something that everybody does, and it's just a matter of how you react to it and yes. how you how you display it. Yes. So I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm the no judgment king, <laughs> but you know, there's times where I will process that emotion real quick like a snap of the finger like okay why am i judging this person let's get to know them yeah let's let's talk about it you know nothing too crazy where i'm sitting down and having dinner and you know no but, but just, i'm just i'm treating them as the same way that i would treat anybody else a human initially being. and that's that's where i get down to the human aspect of things like you don't have to judge somebody based on color race occupation um you know what they've gone through who they're with like things like that is just it's really honestly when, when you judge that hard it's it comes from insecurity and it comes from a place of unknowing and un yes not being able to process 
Mm-hmm. So for me, like I'm real straightforward on that. Like it's either. Yeah. Can you tell us not. a specific <laughs> experience, maybe the first or second one that comes to mind that really taught you that, okay, we're going to treat everyone with kindness and we're going to go by this moral code and we're not going to judge other people. Hmm. Interesting. It's a lifelong thing for me because it's always every single, every single day I deal with being judged. Like, people don't understand that. Yes. So, as a kid, I struggled with identity of being half black and half white because people would ask me, what am I? Who are you? Yes. You're you're Italian. You're Arabic. You're Indian. You're all these different things. Mm-hmm. But they never, they never could pinpoint exactly who I was. So, I struggled with, okay, so these people are judging me. Mm-hmm. And they don't know who I am. And then when I tell them who I am, they don't, believe, they don't believe me. So then that's when I started to realize that I have I have an ability to relate to every single person because of the way that people portray me. Yes. They portray me as somebody that's different than who I actually am mm-hmm. from a surface level standpoint. Yes. And that's when I started thinking, I was like, okay, well, there's a lot of people that may feel this way now. As a kid, I never really understood it. I used to get bullied for it. I used to get teased for it. Yeah. I would get ridiculed for being who I was. Prime but example of people not I believing prevailed. you is, do you remember when we first, like we, so we went through work um, and when we were first having like our initial, like when you feel out your coworkers and see what's going on in the workplace, um, I don't remember how the conversation came up, but you, I think either you or I asked what you were and I was like, and I started guessing all these things. Like I was that person that was like, he's Arabic or or Chaldean or blah, blah, blah. And you were just laughing and I was confused as to why you were laughing. And you were like, I'm, I'm half black. Like my mom is black. And do you remember? I was like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. And you were like, yes, I am. And I was like, no, you're not. Show me proof. Yep. Like a young, naive 18 year old Kylie when we first met. Like, <laughs> and it's crazy because literally there is only one person that i know that actually knew automatically that i was mixed and when he when the person asked me he asked me i was automatically defensive because he asked me what's your story and um, immediately my first instinct was oh you you want to know what i what i'm what i am yeah (laughs) you know literally one person all the time you really do when people like and this is not about me, but when people meet me, and, and I tell you this at the gym, like when we get new front desk girls that start working there, they automatically, like they want to know about me and I show them pictures of you and stuff like that because you're a huge part of my life. Are, is he Mexican? Is he Latino? Like, mm-hmm. like, no, no, he's mixed. And the amount of reactions I get is insane. So I can only imagine what you go through. And even like conversations with our neighbor before, like, Mm-hmm. That shit blew my mind that people will so willingly be racist, flat out racist. Racist and, then the, and, and, and they'll be having the conversation with you or me. And if it's with you, they're like, no, no, man. Like, we don't mean you, though. Like, you're cool. Like, y- you know what I'm saying. Like, Exactly. And I just look at them sideways because I don't need to react to that stuff because I'm used to it. 
25 it's, years of life and it, it happens every single time it's but it's okay mind blowing and it, and it sucks like you know a lot of my people out there that are listening to this they know they they know like it sucks that i gotta react that way and say that is what it is like i'm not gonna react and affect my life you know but right. um but at the end of the day i'm out. happy i'm happy for who i am like i'm not gonna react that way Absolutely. Because they're, you're just you're just not processing it. You're not being you're not accepting. Right. So like so close minded. You see it when you see it, man. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the energy I put out to you. And I think it's great how you reframed it of being like now I you used to and you've told me this before. Like you used to look at it as like a burden almost. Like oh yeah, like uh, like. Yeah, a burden, a hurdle to tackle, but now you've translated it into, I can relate to anyone around me. I can relate to not being understood, or I can relate to being the, the, the majority or the minority. Like, you're very versatile with your stance on that. Absolutely, and I, and I thank, thank my, my parents. Thank God. Yes. You know, I'm the person that could carry that load along with my brother and anybody that also struggles with this. Shout out to Cordell if he's listening. Anyways, <laughs> next question. <laughs> and this is actually the last and final question. And this is something that uh, is just like rampant fire almost. Um, but they say, I don't know, you've heard it before. I don't know if everyone else has heard it before. But they say you should have three hobbies. Um one that makes you money so you can pay your bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that helps you pursue your passion. And then what that, one that keeps you healthy. What are your three? Great. Career, work, makes me money. Yeah, but you, what is that though? What have you been doing since you've been 17 years old? Sales and marketing. And why do you think and you're And climbing so myself up that? the ladder. Because I could relate to people and I could talk with people and get to know them and make them make the right decisions without forcing them to do that. People yeah. relate to me and they want to, um, they trust in me mm-hmm. with their decisions. Yeah. And that's my biggest um, biggest Which, strength. You're also work. very like flat out and honest. Um, yeah, and I, I give everybody information that they need. Yes. I answer questions truthfully and humorly um i give you the real i relate to you um i basically just want to make the right fit for you yeah so sales and, and marketing I, and it has your... nothing to do it has nothing to do with what what i gain from it so sales and marketing is your one hobby that makes you makes you money yes because you correct very great salesman i learned all my my sales <laughs> from you. Um, Couple people. You most importantly. Anyway. <laughs> um, what is one that you have that pursues your passion? One hobby that you have that pursues your passion? This. The podcast and the Devon After Dark brand. and Absolutely. This. For sure. Okay. 100%. Speaking like as well as us lessons into people. That's not our relationship is not a hobby. What are you talking about? Passion. All right. Relationship. I'm passionate about our relationship because I want to. I want to build a family that's better than the the situations I had to deal with. Absolutely. 
And then what is one hobby that keeps you healthy? Working out. Mm-hmm. Um, working out has always been a big part of my life since uh, I was a teenager because it helped me cope with a lot of mental things and my physical body image and just being able to overcome things. I, f- I seriously think that working out, you know, getting that physical energy out is a very beneficial thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just for as a life lesson you could if you can build yourself up in the gym with reps sets weight you could do you could do anything if you apply yourself mm-hmm. i started off as a skinny dude <laughs> started gaining some weird weight in certain places i was never overweight but um i struggled with the body image i took it to the extreme of course but the point of it is it keeps me going it gets my endorphins going it keeps um my mental health stabilized when i do do it and it also gives you something to work towards Mm -hmm. when you push yourself to do it absolutely well this has been a a great episode episode 33 three is my lucky number three three double three right Can we look up the angel number meaning? <laughs> Tune in the Sports Center on Wild Cable, Channel 33. <laughs> I'm talking shit. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you listen all the way through, I appreciate you. I love you. If you need anything, uh, reach out to me, honestly. And thank you for tuning in to Kylie After Dark. <laughs> <laughs> Rarely am I ever up after dark. Uh, this has been great. Now you know I said it.